Hey, it's Alan, and I just wanted to let you know that you can now listen to the ongoing history of new music early and ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Hey, before we start the show today, I want to tell you about something brand new we're launching with our friends at Apple Podcasts called The Ongoing History of New Music Unlimited. For $3.49 a month, $3.49, which is less than the price of your morning coffee, you can now get access to the full archive of our shows ad-free. Plus, you'll get brand new episodes two days early and special bonus episodes. It's Ongoing History Unlimited, and it's available right now only on Apple Podcasts. I get a lot of email from young musicians looking for advice, and they all ask pretty much the same questions. How do I get more people to know about my music? How do I get them to listen to my music? How do I get my songs in the radio? How do I get a record deal? Listen, if I had the definitive silver bullet answers to any of those questions, I'd not only be rich, but I'd be worshipped as a god. Which, come to think of it, would be kind of cool. But anyway, it has always been hard to make it in the music business. You need to not just be good, but great. And never discount this. You have to be lucky. You got to be in the right place at the right time with the right sound and image and attitude. Everything has to fall into place. And since the internet disrupted everything, it's become even harder. At the moment, there's a split when it comes to artists. The majority of them made their bones and established their reputations before the internet hit the music industry around 2000. And then there's everyone else. The internet, the free-flowing digital files, the streaming, the social media, YouTube, and all that ilk, has not only made music more accessible to everyone, but it's also increased competition amongst musicians exponentially. It has never been harder for a new act to be heard above the noise of everyone else. Here's an exercise. Name all the rock bands who have emerged since 2000 who are capable of filling an arena as a headliner today. Okay, Arcade Fire, sure. Muse, probably. Linkin Park, although they're no longer with us. White Stripes and Jack White, okay. But then after that, you quickly start to run out of names. But here's one more. Imagine Dragons. They were formed in 2008 and have since become a major alt-rock band. In fact, they've become a major mainstream rock band. And yes, they can fill an arena. How do they do that? Let's investigate. This is the Ongoing History of New Music Podcast with Alan Cross. Imagine Dragons from their 2021 album Mercury Act One. That was the first of four singles from that record and was inspired by singer Dan Reynolds getting back together with his wife after being separated for seven months. Hello again, I'm Alan Cross, and this show will explore how Imagine Dragons managed to defy so many odds in rising to stardom. Not only are they capable of filling arenas as a headliner, they are streaming monsters, one of the few alt-rock acts that do well in the Spotify Top 200. We're talking over 74 billion global career streams. Four of their songs have been streamed more than a billion times each. And that's in addition to selling 46 million albums and 55 million singles. Imagine Dragons are considered such a hot property that a company called Concord Music Publishing bought the Imagine Dragons catalog 
for something more than a hundred million US dollars back in 2020. So that means while the band doesn't control their old music anymore, uh, at least music that was released before August of 2020, they have a hundred million dollars to do with as they please. And they're free to earn more money in any new music they release, like the song we just heard. We'll come back to that whole catalog sale thing in just a bit. And if you think you don't like Imagine Dragons, that's fine. But hear me out and, and see why they at least deserve our respect and what they did to overcome the odds and become such a major act in the era of the internet. First of all, where did these guys come from? Well, let's start at the beginning. And that means singer Dan Reynolds. He was born seventh in a nine-child Mormon family in Las Vegas. And talk about a good kid. He got along well with his parents. He was an Eagle Scout. He was the quarterback of his high school team. And in his late teens, he went to work as a full-time missionary for two years. Up at 6.30, exercise, Bible study, and then out knocking on doors all day until about 9. And during that time, he was allowed a whopping two phone calls home each year. He could call on Mother's Day, and he could call on Christmas. That's it. As a good Mormon, he went to Brigham Young University for a while and was an excellent student. And this is where Imagine Dragons was formed. This was 2008. Before we go any further, here's something you need to know about Dan. When you're an artist, you live to create art. You're not in it necessarily for the money or the fame, or at least you shouldn't be, because there's something inside you that demands that you must create. And this was Dan's situation. He was a great student. He was a guy with discipline and someone who could have gone on to a career in business with an MBA, but he did not. He realized that he had to be a professional musician. So he put all his energies, all his focus, and all his discipline into that. First into this new band was fellow BYU student, drummer Andrew Tolman. Then came Andrew Beck on guitar, a guy named Dave Lemke on bass, and a pianist named Aurora Florence. They started entering Battle of the Bands contests and won more than a few of them. They also released an EP in 2008 called Speak to Me. And I think a listen to a song from this record would be instructive. I just want you to prepare yourself because, um, well, you'll see. Imagine Dragons. No, no, seriously, that's them. From 2008, and that's the title track of an EP entitled Speak to Me. Shortly after it was released, guitarist Andrew Beck left, as did pianist Aurora Florence. They were replaced by Wayne Sermon on guitar. He's a graduate of the Berklee School of Music. And Brittany Tolman, yes, she's Andrew Tolman's wife, to sing backup and play keyboards. After some gigs, bass player Dave Lemke left and was replaced by Ben McKee, another Berklee School of Music student, who once played upright bass in a jazz trio. We're now into 2009. Up until this point, the band was based out of Provo, Utah. That's where Brigham Young University is. They had a large local following, but there's only so much you can do in the middle of Utah. So the band moved down I-15 to Las Vegas, where they started performing in various lounges and bars and clubs. Lots of covers by The Cure and The Stones. Wait, hold on. Before we go on, we have to talk about the name Imagine Dragons. According to band legend, that is an anagram for something. It's a scrambled version of some word or some phrase or something that only the band knows. And believe me, people have tried to figure it out. There are 13 letters in Imagine Dragons, if you don't count the space. There are online anagram generators that are supposed to solve these puzzles, but 
none of them come up with a complete answer using 13 letters. The best solution, and who knows if it's right, is rearranging Imagine Dragons into Gormandizing, which admittedly contains only 12 letters and the only 12-letter solution. However, that could be a reference to the full name of CBGB, the famous punk bar in New York. The full and proper name of that club is CBGB Omfug, and that honestly stands for Country, Bluegrass, Blues, and Other Music for Uplifting Gormandizers. Are the people in Imagine Dragons trying to tell us they're into gourmandizing in the spirit of CBGB? No idea. However, what if Imagine Dragons is an anagram of a phrase consisting of two or more words? Again, we can check online. But when I did that, the program stopped at 10,000 possible combinations. Adoring enigmas. I like that. Damaging senior. Insomnia ragged. Adrian gags nomi. It doesn't seem likely. Uh, Anyway, I give up. We, we may never know. And the band says that they will never tell anybody. They haven't even told their families. So let's just leave it. The next Imagine Dragons EP was recorded at Battleborn Studios. If that name sounds vaguely familiar, it's because it's owned by The Killers, another Las Vegas-based band. It was a five-song indie thing that was released at the beginning of September 2009. Let's have a listen to something from that. This is called I Need a Minute. Imagine Dragons didn't wait long before releasing a third EP. It took only seven months, and it too was recorded at the Killer Studio. And it also featured five tracks and was released on March 12, 2010. But not before a couple of tracks were posted on MySpace. Yeah, my, MySpace, that seems uh, so quaint now. Anyway, let's sample that. You can hear the band sound starting to come together. This is called All Eyes. Imagine Dragons from the spring of 2010, still an indie band at this point, and there was still one more EP to come. That fourth indie EP was released almost one year to the day from the last one. Eight songs this time, all recorded in a recording studio inside the Palms Hotel. It came with a bunch of videos, and this song, written when Dan was suffering from depression, became a local hit on Las Vegas radio. It's the title track of the EP, It's Time. So let's review. Imagine Dragons are formed in Provo, Utah in 2008 and released one EP. Singer Dan Reynolds had a driving need to be a professional musician, so he pursued that and only that. There are some lineup changes and the band moves to Las Vegas. Three more self-released, self-financed EPs followed. They work social media, post videos online, play many, many gigs, and network with other bands. So lots of very hard work, in other words. What came next? We'll get into that in just a sec. If the world of music was a pure meritocracy, artists wouldn't have to rely on luck for things to break open for them. But it's not. And no matter how good and your music might be, you still need things to fall in your favor. Hard work can lead to opportunity, but not always. Sometimes something unexpected and beyond your control needs to happen. And here's what happened to Imagine Dragons. On October 17, 2009, 
The Bite of Las Vegas Festival happened at a skate park in the city. Train, the band from San Francisco, was on the bill, but at the last second, singer Pat Monahan got sick and couldn't perform. Imagine Dragons were drafted to fill Train's spot. They had 26,000 people to themselves, and they made the most of that chance. They killed it that afternoon. And that set them on a brand new trajectory. They started winning all kinds of local awards and were offered headlining gigs and more. The band stepped up. There was one slight hiccup. Founding member, drummer Andrew Tolman, left the band, and so did his wife, keyboardist Brittany Tolman. No hard feelings, they just wanted to settle down and have a family. That was really all there's to it. Andrew was replaced by Daniel Platzman, yet another Berkeley School of Music guy who had won several awards. Britney's spot was filled by Teresa Flamino, but she only hung around for a few months, and by early 2012, she was gone. That leaves us with today's Imagine Dragons lineup. Dan Reynolds, Wayne Sermon, Ben McKee, and Daniel Platzman. Three of them, Berkeley School of Music students. By this time, the band was surrounded by a very loud buzz. Record labels started sniffing around, and in November 2011, Imagine Dragons signed with Interscope. The first thing they released under that deal was another EP, and this is when things really started blowing up. The first track on this new six-track EP, which was called Continued Silence and came out in February of 2012, was this one. And you probably know it. A song inspired by when Dan Reynolds lost his faith in Mormonism. A major hit and one of three singles from that EP. Now, it wasn't an immediate hit, but it did stay on the singles charts for 87 weeks, a new record at the time. And at 3 million copies sold, that single was one of the biggest selling rock songs in history, according to SoundScan. That EP was a warm-up for the debut album, which they called Night Visions. That appeared eight months later. Six of the 11 songs were taken from previous EPs. It debuted on number two on the American album chart, selling more copies in its first week than any other rock album since 2006. It would stay in the top 10 through 2012, 2013, and 2014. It also went top five in Canada, the UK, Ireland, Mexico, Australia, Norway, Portugal, the Netherlands, and New Zealand. Seven million copies sold worldwide, a huge number for a record released in the age of streaming. Night Visions was also the most streamed song on all of Spotify in 2013, and Radioactive would go on to win a Grammy for Best Rock Performance. Demons, another single from that album, did almost as well. It stuck around on the top 100 for 61 weeks. It's apparently the eighth most downloaded song in rock history. With all the heat generated by the Night Visions album, how could Imagine Dragons possibly follow that up? Well, the good news is that when your debut album is such a monster, your label will give you a little more time to come out with that difficult second album. And after playing 170 gigs in support of that first album, they kind of needed some downtime. In this case, the band went almost three years between albums. More than 50 demos were put together before things were trimmed to a final 13. Smoke and Mirrors appeared in February 2015 and debuted at number one in the U.S., also number one in Canada and the U.K. This was helped by a massive promotional push, which included flying fans to see the band in tiny clubs, taking over all the screens at Hard Rock Cafes worldwide 
and a scavenger hunt involving clues hidden in the album artwork. This was the first single. It's I Bet My Life. Sales for Smoke and Mirrors was a fraction of what Imagine Dragons saw for Night Visions, but that didn't really matter because they were streaming so much. Again, they were the most streamed rock band on the planet. And we're not just talking about hundreds of millions of streams, we're talking billions. And Imagine Dragons are just two albums into their career. We'll keep going right after this. The third Imagine Dragons album was called Evolve. It appeared in June 2017. Had the band evolved into something blatantly commercial? Had the band found that formula and were sticking with it? Okay, valid points. But if you're pushing for success and you have a fan base that loves what you're doing, you keep doing it. Or maybe it's that Imagine Dragons found a unique sound in a very crowded space, one that combines elements of rock and pop and hip-hop and electronic music in a way that somehow manages to please a lot of people. This single, which was another monster, has medical origins. Dan Reynolds suffers from a type of arthritis called ankylosing spondylitis. It affects the joints of the spine and can also extend down to the hips and into the shoulders. You get stiffer and stiffer over time, and it can be very painful. Dan wrote this song as a way of pushing himself through that pain. It's a pep talk to himself that he says, you can do it. Now that you know that, listen carefully to the lyrics. Shortly after the Evolve album came out, we started hearing about Dan Reynolds' activism for LGBTQ rights. Some find this rather interesting. You know, a straight, married guy in his 30s, a former Mormon missionary with three kids, going to bat for this particular community. He's the head of a foundation and music festival called Love Loud that has raised over a million dollars for LGBTQ-related organizations. In the process, he's endeared himself to many, but also alienated the band from those on the right. He's faced angry pushback, ranging from parents who won't let their kids listen to Imagine Dragons anymore to something vicious and violent. But he's on a mission. He's especially concerned with the high suicide rate amongst teens in that particular group. If you've been to an Imagine Dragons show in recent years, you'll know that at some point, Dan brings out a rainbow flag. That's a real unifying moment with the audience. And he's done that everywhere the band has gone, even places like Turkey, which if you know anything about Turkey, is a pretty risky thing. He's also done it in Utah, where the Mormon church isn't really down with gay people who are out. The church seems to be the target of a lot of Dan's messaging. He's actually forced the Church of Jesus Christ and Latter-day Saints to issue statements regarding what Dan has had to say. After all, it is possible that Dan is the most famous Mormon in music right now. Let's get a song in here from the fourth Imagine Dragons album. It's called Origins, and it showed up on November 9th, 2018. The first single was Natural. Here's the part of the program where we talk about Imagine Dragons selling their back catalog for big dollars. They negotiated a price where they turned the rights to all their old music over to a company in exchange for years and years of royalties up front. 
they are a rarity in this space. Most of the artists who are selling these days are in the twilight of their careers and their lives. Bob Dylan, Bruce Springsteen, Tina Turner, and so on. Imagine Dragons are, at most, mid-career. But in August of 2020, Imagine Dragons made the decision to sell a majority stake in everything they had released up to and including the Origins album. The actual sale price hasn't been disclosed, but it's widely assumed to have been somewhere north of $100 million U.S. dollars. The purchasing company, Concord Music Publishing, now has to find a way to not only make all that money back, but to also turn a profit for its investors. And Concord believes that Imagine Dragons are a safe bet, that the band still has a long lifespan ahead of them. Again, 46 million albums, 55 million singles, 74 billion streams. That's steady revenue, and big revenue too. And beyond sales and streaming and radio airplay and TV commercials and movie soundtracks and video games, there are opportunities for money from TikTok, licensing to platforms like Peloton, and anything else that has a need for proper music in order to conduct their business. In addition to that rumored $100 million, Imagine Dragons will still get to keep any money they make from any music released after Origins. Meanwhile, they never have to worry about money again, and they're able to make other investments. They've got money to spend on, let's say, activism. And they'll be able to go deeper with philanthropy, something in which they've already been engaged. Cancer causes, anti-violence groups, Amnesty International, school music programs, support for refugees through the United Nations, scholarships, and more. And by taking all that money up front, they also saved a huge bundle on taxes. So, a nice deal if you can get it. Here's a single from the fifth album, a record that falls outside the Concord deal. So, they're still making money from this. The song was inspired by the death of Dan's sister-in-law, a sudden passing due to cancer. It's called Wrecked. Like I said at the beginning, Imagine Dragons are a unicorn in the world of rock, a band who has emerged since streaming took hold, but can still sell records by the millions and fill arenas. They've managed to do this by dint of good songs, hard work, serious discipline and commitment, social media outreach, and luck. And they've been giving back in serious, meaningful ways with charity and activism. Not your average band, right? Hundreds of these programs are available as podcasts. All you have to do is download and go from your favorite podcast supplier. I'm also all over Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And if you need a daily hit of music news and information, there's my website and its free newsletter. Go to ajournalofmusicalthings.com for more. For email, use alan at alancross.ca. Technical Productions by Rob Johnston. I'm Alan Cross. You've been listening to the Ongoing History of New Music podcast with Alan Cross. Subscribe to the podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and everywhere you find your favorite podcasts.